campers. Welcome to Camp Good Boy Podcast. Episode 94. 94. Another good year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, pretty much every year until Woodstock 99 was a good year in the 90s. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I love the 90s. Yeah. Wait, wasn't wasn't Woods? Wait, was there an earlier Woodstock? Oh, there was Woodstock '94. Yeah, yeah it was and, actually yeah, good. So we're yeah. in a uh, Woodstock sequel. Year. We're in a Woodstock year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that was a good one. Like I, I recently watched the whole Blind Melon concert. Mm, was that uh, the one where he was just pissing on the stage? Yeah, and he was wearing a dress. He was. It, a it was no surprise that he was dead. Like shortly <laughs> yeah, after <right>. that. <laughs> yeah. It's also Wait, no surprise yeah. that Axel took such a liking to him. Well, Shannon Hoon, the head. I mean. This guy, is, he had a pretty charmed life, even though it was short, the lead singer of Blind Melon, because mm. he's from Indiana, and his sister went to high school with Axel. Mm. So when he came out to L.A., like, yo, like, what do I do? I don't know. I'm out here. His sister's like, I just called Axel. He said to hit him up. He'll kind of, like, take you out or whatever. That's amazing. So he called him. Like, two weeks later, he's in the Don't Cry video. <laughs> yeah, and right, then, like, right, formed right. Blind Melon. and like it, Had the pro- biggest song ever. Yeah, it probably slipped Axel. Had Axel's sister slip him the demo. They had a hit right. single. And then, you know, he, he unfortunately died a couple couple years later in new orleans of a heroin overdose i think it was cocaine and heroin yeah but they were supposed to do a show at tipitina's and he died in the tour bus that afternoon yeah you know i um for all our blind melon the the shannon hoon biopic (laughs) i have a melon i have a melon um thing i remember liking one song that wasn't no uh what's the song no rain no was it tones of home no it was um soup no. Soup's teeth. It was like change something about like you have to change. Uh, I don't feel the sun coming out today. Uh, Jamie, pull it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got some. They they recorded an album down in New Orleans that has like a little New Orleans flavor. Uh, oh yeah. It's just called change. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Ooh. He's got yeah, a great. I mean, he's got a great. But then voice. I realized, I realized it was exactly um, that Velvet Underground song, "Oh Sweet Nothing," and then I was like, "Oh, oh okay. yeah, it does oh, kind yeah, of start like that." Rip that. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, Shannon Hoon is kind of like if Axel had gone more of the Bonnaroo route rather mm. than the yeah. GNR route. <laughs> yeah, right. You kind of have Blind Melon, like that's kind of Axel's. Vibe. If Axel wore yeah. like tattered sweaters as opposed to football jerseys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with like compression shorts, dude. His <laughs> his his drip was so extreme. It was, it was awesome. Like yeah. the, the like the little compression shorts with like a, like a flannel with a football jersey. So. So speaking of extreme extreme uh, drips of that era, uh, last night uh, the wife and I uh, we ended up watching. I think we were watching heavy metal parking lot just because that happens once every six months, right? And uh, we like a related video we started watching on YouTube was like a Van Halen like full concert from like in the prime in like the nineteen eighty four tour, and David Lee Roth had like. Absolutely insane outfits, and also his stage presence was so weird because they were like the biggest band in the world, and he was like this like you know Mick Jagger esque like frontman mm-hmm. presence. But all he did was high kicks, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 one yep. after another, after another, after another. He would just fucking high kick 
And we were like two songs into the show, and I was like, is, "Does he just high kick?" And I was just thinking, he must have been in incredible shape back then. Too. Yeah, he, oh, he, sure. he was kind of like acrobatic. I mean, if you watch the jump, video, oh my god, he's doing like a full split. I'll tell in you, in the air, you know, he I'll, did that. He he kept he did that to open the show. The like the the opening riff of whatever song they opened with like hit, and the crowd goes nuts, and then the lights just you know they they hit, and he just does the split off the riser. Oh, like man. he did that, I guess, every show, and like people were just going bananas. Yeah, he's he, the man. He's like an acrobat. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Uh, in fact, he kind of looks really like an acrobat. Well, he just kicked. Yeah. Well, and you know, and he doesn't even really sing. He just screams and then kind of talks. He does. He, he just kind of talks. It, also, girl, somebody that gave you really got me going. Someone that gave Van Halen their start didn't think he was the right frontman. They actually they, they, they wanted Hagar. No, they did early on. They actually thought they were like, "Who else do you think it's like?" Well, there's this guy Sammy Hagar. But then he saw David Lee Roth. He's like, "Whoa, I'm way off on this one." Yeah, he was great. Wait, so Hagar? They thought Hagar first, and then came back around. I to think Hagar. I think so. Yeah. Wow. There's a new book. This like legendary music guy who just wrote a book, of it, and it was about it. Well, also, don't sleep on the uh, David Lee Roth biography, autobiography. Oh wait, it's actually, yeah. yeah, it's actually pretty good. Um, My first foray. Have you seen any? There's a lot of YouTube uh, clips of like David Lee Roth doing like weird, tiny solo like club shows where he's just like an absolute mess. Like, <laughs> super off key and like oh so it was, sounds like when we saw him at the Staples yeah, Center yeah he was way year. he was way off and he cannot do the high he, he kicks he was anymore. not doing any high kicks he was barely moving he was barely, <laughs> no, he, he was just like. Much. And then the, the whole encore was like a 10-minute video of his dog and how you should donate to the ASPCA. Oh, that's right. yeah. It's come, yeah. come a long way. <laughs> yeah, Eddie, Eddie and Wolfgang were like, dude, let, can we really not get Hagar for, these, for this reunion tour? Well, it's, you know, it's Wait, funny. You saw the reunion thing? Yeah. We, in like yeah. 2012, they were at the Staples Center, and the show was fucking awesome. But coming back to it, his drip was, was like pretty legendary. Like he dressed like Tiger King, kind of. Like yeah. he, he and, and had the, the Staples Center show. He dressed, yeah. but like the way he dresses in real life in the '80s, David Lee Roth was how if you're gonna be like a metal guy for Halloween and do like an exaggerated version of a joke, <laughs> right, right. that was like his basic thing. It was like torn, like like leggings, tights yep. with like another yeah. layer underneath, with it, a tank top, with like a lot of leopard yeah. prints and like uh, yes. scarves and yeah. stuff like that. But now he dresses like. Like he drives around like Prince Charles, or yeah, something. He's he got like, he's got like a, a driver's cap yeah. and like a scarf and like the like suspenders kind of. Yeah, like, he lo- he looks like he like yeah, kind of like leather vest, leather pants. Yeah, like he manages one of those like Midtown Manhattan Irish bars, but not <laughs> not the old ones, like the ones that open. They're like brand new, and it's like, yeah, hundred yeah. percent, absolutely. Yeah. It's like Midtown Tavern. You know like, what was weird when Howard Stern went on when Howard Stern left K Rock to go to Sirius. David Lee Roth took over his spot on terrestrial radio. It just didn't, yeah, it didn't oh, land. Yeah. And I saw yeah. the ad, the ads all over New York were like, "Get ready to run with the devil," and people were like, "I don't know, man." Yeah, he, he <laughs> couldn't, he couldn't get Beetlejuice to even come to those shows. <laughs> I yeah, I remember hearing that. I, I was, I think, I think I was still living out there, or maybe like, and it, I just didn't understand what it was. I was like, "Is he going to play music? Like, what, 
but that's am I just gonna listen to David Lee Roth talk for four hours? That's the thing. Like David Lee Roth following Howard Stern on the radio is like Howard Stern following David Lee Roth as the lead singer of Vandal, <laughs> which I would have, yeah. which I would have showed up for <laughs> if Stern replaced uh, Hagar or uh, them do, doing David Lee. <laughs> hey, but only if he did it as Fart Man. <laughs> if he came down and it was like, yeah, as Howard Stern, but uh, yeah, and and by the way, another odd chapter in David Lee Roth. Um, history is he was an emt really yeah new york city emt for a while like i think he had a few existential crises after van halen i think he probably manhattan guy yeah but i think he like i think like the drugs all worn off and he he like got kicked out of the band and maybe looked at some of those pictures of him and like the leopard stuff and was just kind of like Dude, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go be an EMT. Although just, when he left, when, I'm gonna go manage a midtown. When bar. he left uh, Van Halen, his version of California Girls is exceptional. Yeah, and then he had that song just like Paradise with Steve Vai. Right, his videos. Oh, yeah. His videos uh, were. His videos they were, were great. Yeah. And they did. He did just a gigolo. About, like, what do, you, what do you guys think about those? That that sort of class of guitar guitar guy like Steve Vai. Uh, I'm, Satriani. I'm, in, I'm way into it. I think yeah. it's great. I love it. Well, vibe play like that kind of stuff. You can like kick back and put on a fucking. Well, hey, I mean, surfing, sur- surfing with the alien, and then let's not forget about Eric Johnson. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Vi. Yeah, Vi played with Zappa. I can uh, surfing with the aliens. Pretty, pretty lounge. It's cool. I mean, it's not. It doesn't have that like heroiny fucking <laughs> Keith Richards Hendrix fucking sound. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's it's. I mean, it's super clean. It's a little too clean, but those guys rip. It's like uh, it's yeah, like. I it's, mean, it's kind of like the same Eddie Van Halen like camp of just that world, just that really yeah like neck tappy kind of shit. Well, yeah. Steve Vai in the just like living in paradise video, like his guitar. It's a it's not it's a double neck, but the two gar- the the necks go out in opposite ends, it's and like then the heart. middle is a heart. Yeah. <laughs> That was a that was a cocaine decision. He was he was yeah, up with right. David Lee Roth all night. Like he's like, no, David, I have it all sketched out. He's like, dude, I got a manufacturer. It's gonna, dude. It's like a heart with a fucking thing. And they're like, and, dude, I think that's a great idea. And then what was so totally great about Slash it. is Slash kind of combined like the Keith Richards Hendrix with that Steve Vai, yeah, kind of vibe. Slash yeah, is true. Slash is I, great. You know, speaking of cocaine double double neck guitars, we were also watching. We also got into watching the Us Festival stuff from nineteen eighty three. Oh, oh yeah! And you sent that. Oh, you sent that video. That whole thing is just like a big like coke. It's like a. It, it was like Coachella. Yeah. Wait, wasn't Santana there? Was, no, like Van Halen was like the the. It was Van Halen and Bowie. They each got like a million and a half to do like just one set each at the US Festival in 1983, which is like an outland, and it was all the Waz put it on. Wozniak. Uh, 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 oh, weird. I kind of need more background. I know what you're Music talking festival. about, though, Phil. There's a Santana concert from, like, um, the Valley. Yeah. It's, like, from San Bernardino. And there's a lot of... It's, like, from 83. And the, the crowd is scum bros for days. <laughs> right, with, yeah. like, scum chicks on their shoulders. Oh, it's, yeah, like, actually, it's, yeah, it's a lot of, like... It was at the Us Festival. Yeah, it's a lot of like var- it it's a lot of like Varnays and uh, and like oh, 100%. fluorescent yeah. tank tops and uh, uh, absolutely and Zinka on the nose. Dude, look at this! Wow, this lineup: Gang of Four, The Ramones, The English Beat, Oingo Boingo, B Fifty Twos, Talking Heads, and The Police. That's the first day. Whoa! And then you get into Eddie Money, wow. Eddie Money, Santana, The Cars, The Kings, Pat Benatar, Tommy, Tom Petty, and The Heartbreakers. S- Sunday, wow. 
The Dead, Jerry Jeff Walker, Jimmy Buffett, Jackson Brown, Fleetwood Mac. I'm in for day three for sure. Woo. I mean, I'd go to all of them, but that that's a great wow. like, Never miss a Sunday show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wow, that yeah, that's incredible. Damn. That's wow. Yeah. So this is so is this a music podcast now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just 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 strictly music, maybe some people that are listening to listen to. Wow. Um, yeah, that was yeah. that must have been super fun. Yeah, well, it looks fun in the in the documentary. Wow, and then they had Heavy Metal Day on Sunday, May 29th, which was Quiet Riot, Motley Crue, Ozzy Osbourne, Judas Priest, Triumph, Scorpions, and Van Halen. That's a ripper. Wait, yeah. imagine the transition of crowd between the day that <laughs> the Dead and like Fleetwood Mac played and the day that like Ozzy and fucking Quiet Riot were playing. Yeah, oh, I feel time. like I feel like the Jerry Jeff fans got moved out of the mosh area pretty <laughs> yeah, quickly. <right. laughs> like the people get the people checking out of the like motels and stuff nearby. I, I also was thinking about all these the, uh, watching the US Festival and all that shit was like nobody wore shirts. No, it was like <laughs> to metal shows to, to to any to dead shows to any kind of like rock anything or or any music. Even when you watch like the early hip hop stuff from like 1980 and stuff like that, breakdancey stuff, no one's wearing a shirt. Yeah, true. You know that that's like a that's a good scumbro touch. Just no, no shirt. shirt. Yeah. What yeah, what no and but then what's the what's the short situation? Um, like jogging shorts. Yeah. Oh, for, at the, the eighty-three. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. God, I wish, I wish. I mean, I was born in eighty-two, but I would have loved to. We were texting last night. I would have loved to have been like eighteen in nineteen eighty-two. God, oh, I bet it was wow. the eighties were just. I don't know. They were just weird and fun. Yeah, like you didn't have social media. The like the, the movies were shirt. great. There was a lot of like like sort of like what like trans am kind of vibes oh yeah probably yep. yeah and, but also like and especially growing up in california like the outdoor high schools mm-hmm. oh <laughs> like, yeah like yeah. your locker was outside it looked because i watched summer school and i was like fuck yeah the the outdoor uh yeah karate kid has the outdoor lockers yeah. too i think they're the same high school right i think that high school is filmed oh, in a ton of stuff how great would it be is if you could somehow go back if you remade summer school and karate kid into the same movie and 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 the larusso was a, was like a student in in the in shoop's class and oh, like wow. his side story like you know how in summer school everyone's got their own little yeah. story yep. yeah. his story is that he's like trying to win this karate competition <laughs> And you just like Shoop is giving him karate lessons. Yeah, I mean, you you'd have to. This would have to take place in like a magic dimension because yeah, right. I don't want to see like it remade. I actually want to see like Larusso like in the summer school classroom. Like, yeah, that'd be great <laughs> with like chainsaw. <laughs> and they're like, all right, karate. It's the kid, karate kid. Was summer school. By the way, did did anyone go see summer? Because like you guys and I, did we all see it on HBO or something? Because like we like rented it. Did, yeah, that yeah. was a rental. Did that movie do well, like in the theaters? Let's summer take a. Because it's so iconic to so many people, but like, I don't remember summer school being a big deal. Like, let's take a look at the. Uh, let's take a look at the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it. Uh, one thing it got me into was I wanted my my bedroom to have like all this horror shit in it because of chainsaw. Oh, chainsaw's room was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I wanted to get like Halloween masks and and put them up <laughs> and like uh, like cutouts from like before you're into like girls you like cutouts of like just people getting murdered uh, from hey, Fangoria. It did it did thirty five million. Hey, it's a good number. It probably cost like ten million to make. Yeah, and Kirstie wow. Alley's super hot in it. It was like Kirstie Alley at her peak, mm-hmm. like hotness. Yeah, it's just it's a great yeah. movie. 
Yeah, the, she picked up a little cocaine problem. A little bit. Probably on that set. <laughs> yeah. I think she was one of these people that was spending like $200 a day on cocaine. Whew. That's incredible. Was there anyone else that I, that I um, in that movie that like got big that I don't remember was in it, but they were something? Uh, so you got Harmon Kirstie Alley. The girl that plays Pam was on Melrose Place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chainsaw and Dave, I never really saw. They might have been in like oh, wait. other. I think Chainsaw became a director. The guy who plays Chainsaw, uh, maybe he's maybe yeah. yeah. And then the girl, oh, the girl that has that's pregnant was in Who's Harry Crumb, and then she was on a few like she was on like Becker, that mm-hmm. Ted Danson Harry show. Crumb. Yeah, Becker. Wow, what Be- a trajectory. Uh, summer school to Harry Crumb to Becker. <laughs> Dang, it's uh, yeah. So Becker. Yeah, Becker is where like uh, uh, summer school actors' careers go to die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, summer school to Harry Crumb to Becker is like. Carini into Tweezer into Prince Caspi. <laughs> yeah, I do like I do like the when uh, when Zara when you come on the podcast we kind of turn into like a VH1. I love the eighties. <laughs> like if like that was a podcast, it's like welcome was... back to the VH1. Uh, we love the eighties yeah, really. podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Van Halen and Summer School. Uh, so put know, get your get your Varney shades. Yeah, I you know I it kind of sucks because like. I get so annoyed when people are too, like, nostalgia-ish, especially from my own generation. I'm like, all right, it was the 80s. It wasn't that cool. It was just you were a kid then. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And now here we are, and I'm fucking doing it too. Well, so. you know the yeah. thing? I don't like – I hate when people call them simpler times. It's, like, really simpler times. Have you ever heard of Venmo? <laughs> <laughs> you know how fucking easy shit is right now? <laughs> It wasn't That's that true. simple. It's like, hey, let's plan a trip to the Bahamas. Okay, we got to go see our travel agent. Right. It's like, no, now you yeah. can just book well, that in two it's seconds. Well, of simpler times when you're fucking 11 years old and you're like, mom is making you sandwiches all day. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not, you know what I mean? It's like, that's just like the, the, the how easy it is to be like an adult and understand that like things weren't better when you were a kid you were just a kid yeah yeah exactly how many people still fucking do it when they're 40 50 60 years old like blows my mind yeah no it's true it's not simple you're just getting older and shit Mm -hmm. gets harder yeah yeah exactly (laughs) by the way speaking of sandwiches we'll just kind of divert into uh camp good boy culinary corner for a minute here (laughs) uh Dude, I have discovered the. Uh, do you know about the Elvis sandwich? I, yes, I do. It's peanut uh, butter and banana. Dude, peanut butter, banana, honey. You can put bacon on it if you want to. Uh, on whole wheat bread, I use a whole wheat bun. Uh, uh-huh. t- toast it in a pan for a little while. Just like warm that thing oh, up. That sounds great, dude. It I is definitely. Yeah, that's a COVID special. It's a sure. COVID special for <laughs> for sure. But it's also like it's delicious because it's like it kind of tastes like dessert. But it nourishes like even better than yeah. like a turkey sandwich because mm-hmm. it's like well, p- peanut, peanut butter is yeah. great and like the honey and the and the uh, and the banana and then the whole wheat bread like it's got so much. Yeah, that is good. But the, the, you know Elvis was like, oh, uh, so put a little bacon in there, cook it in bacon <laughs> fat. Warm, like, give me a Valium. Yeah. yeah. And then he and then he fucking died straining out like a like a like a. Shit that was all dried up <laughs> from all the painkillers and stuff. Wait, we yeah. went to uh, we went to that steakhouse at the Golden Nugget, and they had the Elvis for for a dessert. For a dessert, it yeah. was like a peanut butter and jelly, like in a jar. Mm-hmm. But that I think awesome. they they upped it. I mean, that thing was probably like all Wait, caramelized. Like they kept one that he. Yeah. Wait, I'm, I'm <laughs> this. 
No, they just. Wait, what did you say? It was just called the Elvis something something, and it was just a peanut butter and jelly and banana sandwich in a jar, and you like scooped it out of the jar. Like it was like a Sunday almost. Right. No, that would be great if like because I think a picture does exist of like Elvis's body like on the toilet. If you just there's the sandwiches on the floor oh, next to yeah, him. Right, right. It's a commercial for Jiffy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, that, that was like a COVID. But I, I, I thought it was interesting. Somebody compared Trump's rally speech to Fat Elvis playing the hits in Vegas. That's like, exactly what it was. He, because he, he's just he's up there, and it's just like the same old like the, the, the same old like his hateful greatest hits that like got him elected last time. He's right. Just like, it was just a forty-five minute no rain. You know what I realized? Like, because I, I just I ha- I didn't watch that many MAGA rallies last time around because I I just thought it was a total joke that he was running. Right. I fully understood like what he this idea of um, non-college whites like what his base is and everything. <laughs> when you look around that that audience. Like the people legitimately all in like shout out to people with Down syndrome that I think I love, you know, I've known some great people that are with Downs and have uh, mental issues like but they all look like they're like have mental problems like and not just like slow or like work, work at Walmart like it was almost like an entire arena of people with Down syndrome and like. MAGA hats. Well, no, and it is sad because, like, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. But they're, like, the deliverance. Yeah. They're, they're, like, deliverance people. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is the Boris kind of people. Totally. To I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, I, I, and it's always so amazing to think about, like, a, like a, I mean, obviously, in this case, it, it kind of didn't work out great for him. But, like, in the past, like, like sports arenas full of only people that dumb is so amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did uh, pink pink had a, uh, a pretty, cause the place was only like a quarter capacity when he said there was going to be like millions of oh, yeah. people. And, and it's one of those things. It's like as, as big of a piece of shit as um, Trump is like when you looked at the empty arena and him coming out, like, I, I like. I didn't feel bad for him. It was just sad. It was like a sad. Well, also, scene. so many people have died, and he's there. Just it, it doesn't even acknowledge it. Right. <laughs> it's like, no. Not, yeah. Not he, even he, just like he, a nod to like how sad shit is. Well, because right he's saying like I, I haven't been on since quarantine. Right now. Yeah, this is your first COVID app. Yeah. So did I? So I didn't talk about my my Vegas. Like when we were in Vegas, the weekend, like the day. I didn't talk about this, right? No, no, because this was so, interesting. COVID hit, and then you went directly to, like, the uh, to Las Vegas, right? Yeah. Oh, sucks. yeah. But it went so to double down. Was, that, yeah. So, so what happened was, my wife ha- had to be there for work for a thing, and I was like, you know, leading up to it, she was like nervous about it, and I was like, you know, they're canceling everything, all the other s- stuff related to your business. Like, they're going to cancel this eventually. Just don't go, or even if you don't go, they're not going to, like, get pissed off at you. Like, look what's going on. And she went anyway for whatever reason, and they canceled the event that she was there for the day before, and she was just there. And she was freaking out, like, just for being there. So I was, And I had, I already had made plans to go there. So I just, like, went because I was like, all right, well, if you're going to freak out, I'll, I'll just meet you there, and we won't do anything or whatever. While we were there, we were staying in a, uh, like, MGM property and like this, the Sunday that or the Saturday that we were there, they announced that like thirteen MGM employees tested positive. Oh for shit! COVID, and we we're just in a hotel room, like not really, like we barely went out. We we're just like watching bad TV, like in this hotel room, and we finally ventured out to go to that old school steakhouse that you guys actually were like, you gotta go. Mm. Hugo's. Hugo's. Um, 
Hugo's. So so we go to Hugo's and we're having a nice time. And but you can tell there's an edge in the air, but there's still people there. And you know, everybody was like, this was already like everybody was washing their hands a million times, and they, they you know, run, everybody was running out of the hand sanitizer. Anyway, people are trying to like at least have a nice dinner, and this woman fucking barfs all over the table <laughs> across the dining room from us and like fucking bedlam ensues everyone just start, starts getting up asking for the check <laughs> getting up and leaving like five people in hazmat suits like rush in and just with garbage bags and just start sweeping the dishes and the, everything on the table into the fucking oh, bags oh jesus wow <laughs> it was so fucked up I do. I mean, I would do that even if COVID wasn't going on. It's just like, oh, let's get out of here. You know, you get to smell that fucking puke. It's yeah, like yeah. It's, and it's starting to seep into the carpet. And the, no, yeah. Vom- it was also during that period, during that time, nobody knew like symptoms or how do you get it or anything like that. Oh yeah. So everybody, like, there was no information really. So everybody was fucking going crazy. Well, because also you know? one of the things was like it affects the digestive system. Oh yeah. I right. mean, now at this point, it's like. Anything that you have, like you could have poison ivy in there, like, oh, that's a COVID symptom. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, tennis elbow. Tennis, uh, you, you definitely got COVID. I mean, when I went to the, actually, when I went to my ENT, she said as much. She's like, we we don't even, anything that's just kind of weird, we'll give you a test. But uh, no, that's the thing. It's like, all right, COVID. And then you get like the, the projectile vomit. It uh, almost It's almost like if it was a movie about yeah, some right. kind of outbreak. Yeah, right. Or like you just yeah, like, yeah. some old lady's head just explodes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> she, yeah, and she's just running to, around headless. Yeah, and then the next day after all this shit, we had to fly. Oh. Um, I guess a lot. I guess we could have like rented a car or something, but we just you we know, flew home. And then, and like it, everybody was acting like so because that was still at a point where that was the. It was really the last weekend where people still needed to get out of wherever they were. So it was the airport was packed. Mm-hmm. And everybody was just like, it was so, you know, that was the time where, you know, you would hear accounts of people, like regular people wearing hazmat suits to travel, like that was going on. <laughs> that, that, that was extreme. You know, I, I kind of want to do that anyways. Hazmat suit traveling? Yeah. I bet that'd be fun. Yeah. You know, don't sleep on, uh, I mean, unpopular opinion corner. Don't sleep on going to Vegas and just chilling in your room. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like that. The rooms are nice. We had a great room. The rooms are super nice. By, the service. by her business. The service is great. That TV is fucking chock full of channels. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. w- one of the things I like, like, the last time I went to uh, Sedona, I take these little trips to Sedona by myself. And part of what I love is literally getting there, getting into, like, the nice, clean hotel room, uh, turning on, like, turning on the TV, uh, ordering a pizza, I'm like the Red Rocks. Like I don't even, you know, I this is fucking this is better than Red Rocks. <laughs> uh, where do you stay there? Um, I usually stay at the one of the Diamond Resorts. They have uh, there's like three different properties there. It's um, it it kind of feels like you're in that movie defending your life. You can like take like golf carts around to the different parts of, like the property. It's one of those ones where it's like different like pockets of condos like all over the property and there's like a golf course and like yeah that's all different the funny thing about things. Sedona is like we we went there once and like I the hiking was incredible but then the whole town is just like crystal shops for old ladies to like buy stuff and like the food's not very good no yeah there's only like one or two good food places and they're literally like there's a couple like hole in the wall Mexican spots that are amazing but it is all 
And that like that metaphysical component there gets like really old quick. Because, because um, like you'll, I'll go to like the acai bowl spot to like get something before a hike, and the guy's like, "Hey, blessings, my brother. How uh, are yeah, you?" It's I'm like, like Dude, "Can you turn it off?" I'm like, "I'm like pretty good." He's like, "And the day just started, and you're pretty good. Think about how much better it's gonna get." Oh, I was God. like, "Yeah, but it, you just made it worse." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just focus on the bowl. Yeah, are you talking about a chocolate tree? Charge, charge up your fucking crystals on your own time. <laughs> and like, yeah. I just bring my like my terminally New York vibe. I'm just like, "Yeah, man, I'll just take one of these, and we'll yeah. be good to go." <laughs> And uh, and he's like, oh, definitely yeah. he's to like, go. He's like one of my favorite things about that bowl you just got. He's like we 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 infuse it with a with like a chia based like thing. It's like really good for elevating your vibration. It's just like you know what's not good for elevating my vibration. You talking about <laughs> elevating. You're de-escalating. You, it's You're everything de-escalating. About you. My my vibration is lowering because of you talking <laughs> about raising it with your infused fucking acai. Yeah, your vibration sucks. Yeah. So it, it would Speaking it, of vibrations. I just finished. Uh, I just finished my TM course today. Well, oh, let, nice. let's get into that. But it would be it would be Mazel. interesting if like if Sedona <laughs> was 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 Sedona was as beautiful as that. But it was like known as a really rude town. Oh, that be that would be funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like all the other <laughs> yeah, So yeah, like th- let's talk about that because and now we'll, we'll totally we're going to become those assholes because this is a meditation positive podcast. Yeah, but we don't talk about it like fucking. Boneheads. Yeah, it's I like, talk about it like any other thing that I love. Welcome to Camp Good Boy TM <laughs> podcast. But uh, so yeah, you just took the transcendental meditation course. How are you? How are you feeling about it? Um, you know, well, one of the one of the things about doing something like this for me, it, beyond anything that came out of it in terms of meditation practice, is my biggest. The, I don't know if you call it a pet peeve or whatever. The, I have such an aversion to doing anything in a group setting, like seminars, oh, yeah. it's annoying. classes, orientations, anything like that. It's really like the bane of my existence to sit through that shit. And that's right. what this was for four well, straight days. It, it's kind of somewhere between an AA meeting and Scientology. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. true. There's definitely elements of both. But, you know, like in terms of the AA meeting side of it, there were, uh, you know, you're always going to get a few people who like any time, like I cringe every time the instructor is like, any questions? Because I know that a couple of these people just want to hear themselves talk mm-hmm. and like are treating this as some sort of like thing where they're going to like get, I don't know what kind of satisfaction from like speaking in front of other people. And it's just so insufferable. And it, it, that was the hardest, like getting through four days of doing anything like that in and of itself is like a testament to me having like more, more peace of mind and like patience and steadiness and stuff like that. Cause I just like, I hate that so much, but it, it was, it, I liked it. It, it. It's great. It's one of those things like it'll, it'll evolve over time and you'll just kind of like the TM will kind of like re- it resets your brain and kind of allows you to, you'll just kind of naturally become more organized and mm-hmm. all these other kind of things. But what was interesting was um, the guy, I had like a pretty, pretty like Hollywood crowd, like there were some actresses and stuff like that. But the, and I just watched this documentary overnight. Mm-hmm. It's about the, the guy who directed Boondock Saints and he had like everything given to him, like three picture movie deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Weinstein company was going to like buy his local bar that he worked at. He was going to, they were going to turn this, they wanted him to be the next Tarantino and were already branding this guy. Right. But the whole documentary is that because of his temper, 
<laughs> his temper basically blew every opportunity that he had. Right. He'd be like yelling at all these, like all the the financiers, and like he was just a huge fucking dick. And I just watched this documentary about him, and literally, I walk in, and TM is like a, a course for like you know you, you're gonna like find a lot of relaxation. He's there. Troy, <laughs> Troy Duffy. Yeah. Troy Duffy is in the fucking thing. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, right. And like everybody that does it is like pretty like into it is like, yeah, I really like found this. And like, you could tell he was like doing it as part of like maybe a drunk driving course or like uh, part of his parole, like yeah. that he had to like, or like a, a lover that made him do like uh, anger management or something yeah. like that. And he was yeah. so they're like, so how was your meditation? Troy's like, sorry, doc, dog ate my homework. He's <laughs> oh, like, it, it was Saturday. He's like, God. he's like Saturday nights are my, are for drinking. I take my Saturdays very seriously. Uh. So, I'm not going to be able. No to wonder end. his career is over. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh my god, he's like. But he went. I he, hate that. Like, there was a, there was a. Like, <laughs> it was just he was such in, a dick. Yeah, there's this woman in my class who was just like real skeptical and just like and and look, I had plenty of skeptical thoughts and still do like about some of the stuff. But I don't. I'm the kind of person who's just like ah, what, who we all we, we all just need to hear you be skeptical now like i don't care like that you're mad at stuff in your life it's I, it's so fucked up to say that but like these are the things when i'm sitting for night like every 90 minutes feels like 10 hours when i have to listen to like <laughs> people having their own little battles and things out loud Ugh. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I enjoyed the course, but I because I enjoyed learning how to do TM better. Yeah, but I yeah, when someone's talking, you're just kind of like, all right. Well, I just, I just let's go home. let's break down what a circle group is. <laughs> it's all these people that, generally speaking, don't pay attention to any of these people, and none of them are performers, or maybe some of them are, which is even worse if they are performers. Mm-hmm. So everybody gets a shot at what it feels like to have an audience listening to what they're saying. Right. So if people yeah. don't know how to handle it, it's like. All of a sudden, you, I got fucking um, uh, Jane Smith, who fucking hasn't left her apartment, is all of a sudden Tony Robbins. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? And exactly. just like t- telling me all about... I actually felt like the instructors did a good job of kind of like... My guy was basically like, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but we have a lot of people we have to get to mm. and like going that to uh, that route. But I do hear what you're saying. Like people, you're going with an open mind to see if this meditation technique is going to give you a shot when you got the guy that's like, I didn't feel shit. Yeah. I think this is bullshit. You guys believe this for real? It's like, oh, man, come on. Like. I had one guy in my group that was like, uh, he was way into it. He like, I think him and I were the two in the group that like picked it up immediately. Because mm-hmm. this guy was just like, man, like when I do this, I- I've been hearing like ancient languages. And I was like, keep going, dude. I want to hear more oh. about this. <laughs> well, that kind of stuff uh, kind of equally... Uh, what, what, like on the other side of the spectrum annoyed the shit out of me too when like you, like these guys like people would just be like I fucking feel like I have so much energy they wouldn't say fucking I have so much energy today and my thoughts are so and uh, it's like the, it's like the first day right after doing it once and I'm just like oh man you really needed something to latch on to huh yeah well I mean like you know? there's a placebo in everything so some of yeah. it is 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 placebo. I mean, I I actually look at my life in terms of uh, before TM and after because it's such a such a change. It's one thing if I could go back and change two things, uh, it wouldn't be like oh I wish I didn't drink so much or I wish I didn't you know do nose beers uh, <laughs> much for that that weird that weird period of time where I started a band in my thirties. It was. Um, 
it was uh, it was meditation and healthier eating. If I could have done those two things earlier, I feel like everything else would have. Like, oh, if I had started med- doing transcendental meditation when I was a like a freshman in high school, I would not have had to gone to the Sylvan Learning Center, dude. You know, you would have done like you would have been like Will Hunting. You would have gotten like, you, my grades would have been no, way I, better. I definitely. Well, that's that's the other thing that that was. Um, and some, I think some of the other people in the class were in, in the same boat as me. And then it, it, it causes a little bit of impatience is I had been doing like other, I had been doing mindfulness stuff for like six months and really, you know, get it, actually getting a lot out of it. And so like, and this is so different from that TM, so different from that, but like, I already kind of like knew that it takes you know, like that, like to really start to see, like you might feel things right away with, with TM and stuff like that. But like to see things like translate into your everyday life and start to change your everyday life mm-hmm. takes a takes a little bit of time and you got to get into the got to get used to it. Even your body and your mind have to get used to doing a certain thing every day. Uh, so like I was sort of like there to gather like more information and see how it was different from what I had been doing. And so like when the people would come in the next morning after they just started it and they're like, well, my life is a thousand percent different. Thank you. Yeah, this works. This is magic. I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, you know, when you're in a class that's like for people wanting to learn meditation, like everybody's like probably in a pretty rough place. And then whatever version of that. Well, there's something that you're, there's something you want to change and you don't know what it is. And (laughs) I mean, most people that, I mean, there's very few people I know that have done TM that haven't had like positive. Oh, I felt it immediately. I just did. I don't know. I think because I was so open to it. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I'm ready to bring this in. And my, because when I first did it, uh, when I first got my mantra and I did it for the first time, I went to the grocery store. And I wanted to. I felt like I was a kid who had just gone to Disney for the first time and went back to school and wanted to tell everybody, like, you have no idea. They got water parks now. Fucking, yeah. it's an awesome. <laughs> the Tower of Terror is sick. You gotta go. I wanted to like tell people, be like, you don't understand, like what I just did. I feel like so great. Right. I just yeah, it I, just hit me immediately. TM bros. I, TM bros. <laughs> I was no, a TM I been, bro. I think I people were starting to get like annoyed. That. I had been feeling like that as a result of doing mindfulness stuff for a long period of time. So I didn't have like that. Um, like intensive an experience, but I definitely like am liking it, and I'm gonna like be doing it for a while, and I'm looking forward to seeing like what else it does. But it's de- you the it's definitely like pretty psychedelic, like putting yourself into that state because yeah, that's not something that like other forms of meditation. You're other form of meditation. You're working in certain ways. You're trying to do certain things and guided in a certain way yeah exactly and this you just like it's just like you're like hypnotizing yourself mm-hmm. in a certain way like it's just different and it's pretty it's pretty interesting it's I, kind yeah, of it's I'm kind enjoying. of the it's kind of like the scrappiest form of meditation because yeah like if you go into some like sound bath or something with someone like guiding you through it's like all right i got this dude talking that guy gets annoying i'm too. with a bunch of other people we're sitting on these pillows or whatever tm is literally just you in your home and you can have thoughts if you want to. Right. That's the, it's yeah. like the scrap. It's like the most like kind of like the best, most prestigious, oldest form of meditation. But it's like kind of the scrappiest. Yeah, because you just say a word over and over again. And it's again. the and easiest. You, you no, know, it does it. It hypnotizes <laughs> yeah. you. Wait, but but sound bath bros? Oh, I will oh, never go God. to a sound bath. No. Sound bath bros are just – sound bath is just another like sort of like festival influencer kind of thing now. Like you can just – Toss that into that. But I don't, I don't well, need to leave my apartment. I have a sound bath. It's called Boz Skaggs Lowdown. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, you know, the other yeah. thing is, is like, I'm so relieved. Speaking of like sound bath bros, like I'm so glad I'm a TM bro and I found a way to like relax myself because the other thing I can't get on board is like microdose bros. Oh fuck it, I get dude, it's like here. it's like, dude, you just take a little bit of LSD. Like, no, I'm not taking LSD every day. <laughs> I just I, it, yeah. I just like there's no version of you selling me. It's like no man, you just take you just take a little corner. Listen, I've been taking LSD now every day for four months, and I'm like, yeah. All you talk about now is the fact that you take acid every day and how much it's changed <laughs> yeah. your life. It's like no, it's made you somebody that just talks about the fact that you take LSD every day. That's what yeah. it's done. Like so, so yeah. That's, I'm so not what buying. Is the, I'm not buying the micro doses. The fucking. So if you micro dose, so what? So you're you're having you're in a meeting with someone, and instead of their head turning into a dragon, they just have the dragon tongue. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, what? So what is this? Yeah, it's just it's I, so dumb. I don't get. Oh, I mean, I'm sure some people have come up with some cool fucking ideas, maybe, but yeah, I no, know. I actually think it might actually be another placebo. It's like. You've, I you're, think you're, it is. you're taking, you're not taking enough LSD for it to do anything, mm. but you're kind of yes. excited about the fact that you're taking something yes. that if you were yes. to take it every day, it's proven to make you insane. It's like this weird, <laughs> like, I mean, right. cause I, the kids I knew that took too much LSD in fucking, I knew a kid who, who dropped out of high school and like the, everyone was worried and he's like, no man, I'm going to design <laughs> candy wrappers. Oh Jesus. Well, maybe he did actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's up at this like. Pimp place in Malibu right now. Off like the yeah, his his he did the new the Skittles. He did the new the new Skittles layout. Um. No, but they, they were all like kids with like a lot of artistic promise and stuff. Right. That like one I know is still living at home and um and it's like really it's kind of scary and sad. I'm sure. You know, it's like oh no, dude, they went too dark into the and now now someone's trying to tell me to take LSD. And it's every day, as in 365. <laughs> this year it's like oh no no you do like eight days off one day. Nope. No, I'm good. I like to keep I'm things good. natural. Well, I, did, I did. I have a. So the reason why I, I am in the same camp, Brandon, as you 100% is that I was recently on a like a little like weekend get out of town thing with a couple, with another couple, and we got mushrooms. And the we were like, oh, Saturday night we'll all eat mushrooms at the house we're renting, you know? And uh, the. The day before we were up there, we were up there on the Friday, and like everybody was kind of like curious. Oh, you know, are how strong are these? Do they work? Like blah blah blah. And so one of us like took like ate, you know, like a mushroom, and was like, oh, you know, like an hour later, oh yeah, I'm like kind of feeling it a little bit, like blah blah blah. And I was like, I don't really want to get into this right now, but I'm gonna like eat a tiny piece, and then like. Two hours later, I was like, oh, nothing happened. I ate another, like, little piece. Oh, and boy, nothing happened. And then when we did it the Saturday night and I ate, like, more, not, you know, like, not a lot by any means because I don't need – I'm not that kind of person. But, like, then I, like, felt it. And then I, I had the same realization. The next day I was like, microdosing is just doing enough to not do anything. <laughs> yeah. <And then laughs> Convince because, yourself because that you – you're either fucking tripping or you're not. There's yeah. No, no, it's it's yeah. it's totally that's totally true. It's and then, how but much then, can I do that won't have any effect? And that's then I realized, like, well, yeah, if somebody like was like micro, like starts getting into microdosing cocaine, 
Oh, then, then I yeah, yeah, there you go. No, man, you just do like a bump in the morning, and then you do like another couple bumps. I mean, that's basically McConaughey and Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> Yo, dude. When he when he does the bumps at the table during lunch at the so martinis, good. but then but then um, Adderall is basically like microdosing cocaine. Pretty, pretty kind much. Of. But, but but I'm telling you, like that's next. Or like people are like, yeah, microdosing heroin. It's Pro- like, oh, yeah, of course. You, you, yeah, you, you, absolutely. You just, it just keeps you totally laid back and like. You then you just take another like um, and you just just another fully just done microdosing. Just doing key bumps throughout the day. No, no I'm just totally. microdosing, yeah. dude. Microdosing salvia. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Just I just yeah, don't microdosing need it. DMT. Yeah, you know I just psychedelics just aren't for me, and it's a, it's always that thing like oh we're gonna go to the Joshua Tree, take a ton of mushrooms. I'm kind of like you know what this terrain is gorgeous without them. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, 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 I just don't need it to like inhale. I don't need to see the mountain breathe. Yeah, I, I, it looks good as <laughs> is. I'm like I'm good, but like again, don't let me get in the, your your way of having a good time. But I also like the the how mainstream doing like Terrence McKenna drugs has gotten with like <laughs> yuppies. It's like oh I know oh hey like we're gonna get the wise we're gonna do a couples weekend out where usually would have just been like let's get a tray of gin and tonics. It's like yeah and we're all gonna um, go inside the the deepest vortices oh. of our mind and have a, uh, yeah. a oh, awakening experience. It's just like no, let's talk about Shannon Hoon coming to L A. <laughs> yeah, it's like honestly, it's like. VC guys are like doing mushrooms and stuff, and then like it inspires them to like develop a new thing and like lay off a bunch of people somewhere else. Like, (laughs) like I don't. Then it defeats the whole purpose of what like psychedelics are supposed to be like good for humanity and stuff like that. What happened to hunting trips? Yeah. Oh wait, now I'm now I'm on board. We're we're all gonna do a hunting trip and take mushrooms. Oh man. Or fishing trips uh, or golf trips. No, no but see, no. the thing is, is if I was on a fishing trip on mushrooms and the, 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 the fish came up on the hook and I'm, I would look into like the fish's eyes and like see, a, see a, another, like the soul of the fish oh, and, and a... like probably have a total meltdown and be like, this is not right, guys. Yeah, we need to exactly. leave these. And it's just like, all right, I guess uh, psychedelics and hunting and fishing just don't. This don't is make. just a pr- like primarily a California thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if in like. Omaha, they have got they got a lot of guided meditation. Yeah, you, you, or guided you, like psychedelic. You, you don't journeys. think a lot of people were at the Trump rally microdosing <laughs> right, at, the, at the? I mean, I, if I was on some kind of psychedelic at the Trump rally, like there's a good chance I, I like I might go to the bathroom and like slip my wrists. I was watching that rally and I was hungover and I was like, I'm just this is just sad. It's sick. Yeah. It's absolutely what, sick. What what kind of, do like tr- do those type of people like? What's their drug of choice? Like probably like Milwaukee uh, yes, Beast and Skull. Yeah, or yeah. like uh, meth. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe a little meth. Yeah. I think just beer. It's yeah, like Budweiser and Milwaukee's best. Yeah, it's and fucking so... cheeseburgers. Well, actually, you know what was nice is I think there were a lot of uh, Black Lives Matter protests protesters there and all the MAGA people. I don't think there was any like clashes. No, they they wanted Trump. Probably wanted that, and I noticed there was a couple. There was like a couple little skirmishes. Yeah, but I, sure. I actually am of the belief that even if another horrible hopefully it doesn't happen but if another like police brutality thing is you only have so much collective rage that you can exhaust i think the next thing i could see is like yeah if if trump just wins by a small margin that there would be like unrest but i just i think we're gonna have to wait another like at least five to a decade before you get that kind of mass 
mm. explosion of rage. I just that was a big think, one. That was a nice one. I mean, yeah. I, but was, COVID took it. To, was it COVID? COVID was think, COVID. Think, COVID uh, was kind of winding that thing up. Oh, you time. know, you know what? Uh, you know what? Fucking! I think a lot of Trump supporters are microdosing his hydrochloroquine. <laughs> 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 well, Trump, Trump, mic, Trump microdoses uh, hydroxychloroquine. Or hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, like on the subject of uh, meditation and relaxation, it would be um, it would be kind of is uh, remiss the word remiss of us or yeah remiss of us for, to 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 mention Pachamama CD to not mention to yeah. not mention Pachamama CD. Which, by the way, I as we're both meditators, one of the things I I take I like to take CBD before meditation, and mm. it actually like if you're you know it just go even deeper into into relaxation right yeah but um yeah i mean this this stuff cbd is just... talk about you don't even have to microdose cbd you can like fully dose oh no you can over stuff. you can overdose <laughs> yeah, on right, cbd right. like it's right. the one thing that you can like you can you can go yeah you can like go all in totally uh just like just completely check out but yeah i mean it is like this stuff is so great and it's like uh you know i you know i just like check like to check out the facts each week mm. dude traditionally extracted using co2 cbd is traditionally extracted using co2 or ethanol those methods expose the plant to chemicals and literally cook the plant for four hours that's a lot of time to cook yeah, the you plant. Don't want that. this pachamama uses a proprietary heated air extraction method mm. that doesn't use any chemicals and it takes two seconds two seconds for four hours Come on, that's how I want my... I like CBD that's extracted in two seconds. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Four hours? That's way too much. No. It's way too over. It's too overcooked. No, and if you're a CBD user, think about that. You want that four hours, two seconds. Four hours, you're sending it back to the to the, to the cook <laughs> back in the kitchen. To the, back to the plant. Um, but um, yeah, listen, in these uncertain times, if you just need something to chill out and... Uh, you know, uh, meditate or not meditate. This can help. Yeah, can no, that's help. the thing. If you don't want to do meditation, just, just get on CBD, especially yeah. Pachamama. Yeah, for um, sure. So as always, go to enjoypachamama.com. Enjoy, P-A-C-H-A-M-A-M-A.com. And type in Camp 15. Camp at checkout for 15% off. 15% that clean of off. Denver CBD. Ooh. Pachamama. How can you not want to have it based on that name? Also, just phonetically like, yeah, very pa- pleasing. I know Pachamama CBD, the crisp, cool, clean air of Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. just hitting you every time you hit that tincture. It's pretty incredible. So, Camp One Five, enjoy Pachamama.com. If you'd like, uh, back to the show. You think Trump is? I, I always imagine that Trump, like during the during like all the civil unrest stuff, is like he probably looks like he looks at it from a different angle than like a, like a normal president would. He probably is just like more concerned about like uh, like he's probably like oh that guy in Syria managed to like maintain power. <laughs> yeah. You know, like if I just like wait this like he's not really interested in what's happening in the country or anything. He's just like, can I like maintain? power yeah through this he'd love to be like, president until he they die that's one of the things uh that he's that they've accused him of in this new book that and there's not one world event or any like uh disaster or the the epidemic that happens that he isn't the the conversation is how can we spin this to help my chances at re-election mm-hmm. there yeah. isn't anything that's yeah it's uh it, it's like that it, it, it's it's pretty crazy but I, the other thing i noticed uh in the news is uh they just moved the Oscars to April. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, what is that? Like, 
great. Like, <laughs> w- w- why even have the Oscars? It's like, and the Oscar for Best Picture goes to Trolls. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's literally been like, there's like three movies came out this year. It was like Trolls, yeah, right. Scoob, The Invisible, the Invisible Man, Man yeah. like Ty, the best documentary, Tiger King. Like, it's just, yeah, it's what literally fuck? just going to be like, if Trolls just, just sweeps like Parasite. <laughs> The contestants for best animated feature, Trolls. <laughs> yeah, and right, the, right, the, right. the winner is Trolls. Trolls. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's just like, what? Why would it even matter? I mean, yeah, so weird. what is this whole, like, what's the Oscar race going to even look like? I mean, what are, because like literally like four movies have come out. I mean, I guess, I guess in like, mm. they're probably banking on maybe things being back to normal in October and just dumping a lot of shit. I have no idea. Yeah. Know. Or maybe they don't release it. They all the movies that made that were going to get released. It's all through screeners. Right. So instead of just sending guild and director members the screeners, they send everyone screeners. So it'll be great. So the American audience that's tuning in hasn't seen or heard of one movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Out. But right now, like the table's looking pretty bleak. Yeah. Really. Like, which I'm good. I don't need the Oscar. It would be kind of amazing though if this whole Oscar race was just a total fucking like it was like meatballs, like and just like all these weird like <laughs> the creators great. of all this like garbage that's that's actually been put out this year. Yeah, that um, would be funny. Yeah. Cause what else? The, the, the front, the front row is just Elizabeth Moss because of like, an Invisible Man. Like she takes the DiCaprio seat. Yeah, like, right, right. The, the totally. whole thing is just yeah. Oh wow, yeah. No, I did. What Chris De, Chris D'Elia is having a hard time. That comedian. Yeah, he's basically yeah. his character in that show. You, I know, and he's also he also played a predator on Workaholics. What, oh, wow, he's really having a tough week. Yeah, and now it's coming out that he's got it. And actually, I think Justin Bieber's getting called out. But I don't know. I think Bieber is like Zeppelin. I think I don't think you can cancel. I think Bieber. Wait, what did Bieber, Bieber do wrong? He got. He's getting uh, for some uh, underage uh, DMs, uh, underage girl DMs. Yeah, but isn't so. he like? 15 stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's like his defense. It's like, <laughs> right, right, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a stretch. It comes down to some incidents at South by Southwest, but he's one of these guys that I, I just think he's his, it's like Mike uh, Wacko Jacko is uncancelable. Michael Jackson. You, I mean, yeah. You, you, they even, they keep trying to cancel him even after he's been dead and you can't cancel him. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. Yeah. You cannot. But Chris D'Elia, it's like, You dude, can cancel him. He's, it's like, he's full on cancel. I mean, yeah. but this guy, it's like, dude, you, you probably don't have a hard time meeting girls. And if you have a thing for like a girl that's maybe 19 or 20, which is legal, go mm-hmm. do that. Why are you sliding into 16-year-old girls' DMs? He's like, I was in Connecticut. Yeah. He was like, I was doing a show <laughs> in Connecticut. It yeah, was totally right, right, when yeah, that's right. your defense. It, there's a there's an ick factor because he's kind of a he's kind of he's not a scum bro. He's kind of a scummy dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't think his comedy's there's, that funny. there's something. He's like a he's like Dane Cook on meth. He kind of is. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, like like handsome cocky confident comedians i just don't trust yeah i'm not into it i I never that's not i can't laugh at anything they say either yeah it's broken you were you were cool in high school so and you're and now you're like funny on stage yeah yeah where's where's that where's where's that pain coming from right (laughs) you know like bill hicks or like you know sam kinnison or any any of these guys there's like pain there and it's great Mm -hmm. yeah dane cook it's just like oh great this guy talking about getting laid yeah. yeah. What? It, it's just, yeah, there, there's Dane Cook has never had any pain in his life. Like the most pain he gets is 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 people like like other comedians not saying he's funny. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. The way it's shaping up, it could it will be like in the Oscar for Best Actor, 
Pete Davidson, <laughs> king of Staten Island. Yeah, right, right. No, probably. I mean, no, but he he has. This is the reality. He has a real shot at being nominated for best actor. And he might, but it, oh god, I can't. We talked about that movie last week. I hated it. Yeah, um, but the the other thing is like with all these uh, with all the kind of a throwback to eighties movies actually becoming um, becoming kind of like a reality is like with all the. I mean. Uh, kids aren't going to be dreaming about being police officers much anymore. <laughs> I mean, and like with everybody like dropping out of the police force and like they're having a huge problem in Atlanta with like the blue flu. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the perfect opportunity for like police Academy, the movie to be a reality. Like you're going to get like this, like weird, like Bobcat <laughs> golf guy joining the Academy. And like, like it's going to be such a fucking ragtag crew of people becoming police officers now. Probably. This is the perfect time for a police Academy reboot. Yeah, it's it's the perfect time. Yeah, well, the, the people are gonna have a tough time getting any police anything going because I even saw like that um, Paw Patrol or Patrol Paws they or whatever. It? They yeah, I was like talking about getting canceled. I get cops being canceled, although the argument is to show what the profession is like and what people have to deal with. But I get that. But like, co- police in real life is literally going to become Police Academy the movie. Like, there's going to be so many just like. Uh, misfits yeah like a ragtag because you're not you're no longer getting like the big beefy guys mm-hmm. yeah. Mm, yeah yeah god police academy's good yeah i mean that, those that movies part one and two and three are fucking and even operation miami beach <laughs> yeah. operation There's, miami beach was, I'll, I'll tell you what bad. hasn't been canceled yet though is reno 911 oh yeah wait they're, they're bringing it back i think well, I, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that one kind of works because it makes fun of cops. Yeah, they, I think they can get away with that. Mm-hmm. Wait, was Operation Miami Beach the one with uh, Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld? Yes, yes, yes. He played Commandant Lassard's son. Yeah. <laughs> Commandant Lassard. <laughs> yeah, that was that was where he fell in, in the uh, cannon. Those movies are – part one is so good. It, 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 ends, with them, it, it ends with them controlling a riot. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Like, yeah. the, there, there's going to be a meta to like. I could honestly yeah, see like th- that movie kind of becoming reality, <laughs> and like police academies are these like screwball places <laughs> of like, you know, it's just yeah. God, uh, Bill Burr brought up a great point about like the kind of the soft spoken woman in those uh, mm. hooks. hooks. She's yeah. always she always has like that really mousy voice. And how in the end of everyone, she always like came out of her shell and was like, "Freeze, dirtbag!" Yeah. But then in the in the all the other ones, she went back to like the reserved voice. It's like, wait a second, you like reverted back to your soft spoken right nature. Like, what what happened there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, your character like arced and then regressed. <laughs> yeah, right. It was really weird. Yeah. Uh, wait, do you, are you wait? Are you saying that you're taking issue to some of the uh, character development in the police academy? Oh, but yeah, yeah. This is some, it's yeah, some I, iffy screenwriting. I didn't feel like it fell into the Joe Campbell hero's journey that Steve <laughs> Gutenberg's character when he's when he's in the uh, belly of the beast and uh, yeah. Um, what is this we got on here? Um. I'm seeing like a, a '90s Daryl Hannah. Oh no, this is uh, grumpier old men. Oh. I that, that was a, they were always a weird couple, Kevin Pollock and Daryl Hannah. I was always kind of like, eh. it works in the '90s though. It does, yeah. Like he's got a, he's got like a, a suede bomber from Johnson and Murphy on. <laughs> oh my god, kind of kind of bald. Like that's totally a dude that gets like uh, oh, Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Hannah. She's so hot. Yeah, she's great. Wait, yeah. she's isn't she uh, married or with Neil Young now? 
Oh yeah, that's so weird. That's even more weird than Kevin Pollack. Well, by the way, like, and she was with uh, Jackson Brown before. She's just getting tossed around Laurel Canyon. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she get, she's the, what, what, what's next? She's just like when you just start, you start like decelerating down. Listen, like she's just with a bass player from Love. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> it's just like you go, you go from Jackson Brown. So, so Jackson Brown to Neil Young. It's like it's an upgrade or a downgrade depending upon like the year we're talking about. Yeah, right. But then it's like, yeah, she's just like, she's with, she's with, she's with Roger McGuinn. <laughs> You're Robbie Krieger. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Wait, no. Uh, like the, the, uh, this movie, uh, this does not get talked about in the great sequels conversation because this is way better than Grumpy Old Men, in my opinion. This is a great movie. It really is. I, I don't think I ever watched the sequel. It's so good. Grumpier Old Men? It's really, really good. I no, do it. they do one where one of the guys dies? No. They should do like grumpiest old men, and they're both on life support <laughs> in, like, in, a, in a COVID in a COVID nineteen a COVID nineteen ward. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, idea. Grumpy old yeah. men during COVID in a, but in, they're, in like a they're uh, both on ventilators. Where it's going around, and they have to have like that thing from that like the nurse from Diving Bell and the Butterfly that can tra- <laughs> oh, wow. can translate what they're saying through blinking because they're on the the ventilator oh, and can't speak. Yeah, interesting tone. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, <laughs> Total they're, like, this is, they're both on just like still doing like wisecracks at each other like <laughs> but being translated through the blinking the, oh my the god wow and, and you just see in the holiday reported bar like gaspar noe signs on a, a grumpiest old men a covid a covid 19 comedy wow Wait, didn't someone die in the first grumpy old men no uh the burgess meredith is in grumpier old he's in both of them and he dies in grumpier old men actually mm-hmm. i think his death is coming up oh stay tuned uh, great. I mean, yeah, grumpier old men. When you, if you're ever having a conversation about great sequels, don't sleep on grumpier old men. You heard it. Wait, here. is there? Is, yeah. What, what What was Burgess? Is does Burgess Merritt? Was he bigger when he was younger? Was he big when he was younger? Like not an old. Um. Yeah. What was oh, he? In? Yeah, because I have seen him in a young. But I mean, this would have to be like before talkies, right? Like I mean, he yeah, he's, I mean, he, he would be like he a was silent like an old man that, in the in the seventies. That's the thing. When he was in Rocky, he was already like a hundred years old. He was, yeah, he was like <laughs> come he was on, like Rocky. Old, like half dead guy in Rocky one. Wow, I mean, look at him younger. Uh, whoa. Oh yeah, whoa. Yeah, he look. No, he looks like yeah, he was like a mime or something. Like, well, he, he kind of looks like a hipster here. Yeah, so he was kind of in like I bet he was in like uh, Gentleman's Agreement and stuff like that, like these old. Probably. Yeah, I, I could see him like maybe he was in some episodes of The Twilight Zone, or just as a kid he was always just like, "You gotta get it, yeah. you gotta get it." Right. Yeah, we, yeah, he was born. He's he he actually has pajeria. He's always been old. <laughs> Wait, well, yeah, what were some of the movies he was in? Um, wow, he's in 180 movies. Wow, his last movie was Ripper. It was a video game. By the way, I'm done being nice to. I know that there was this whole like thing about how our essential workers are like the you know the heroes of today. So I was like when my and like how delivery drivers are like you know they are the they are like the unsung heroes. So I was like I'm trying to be like cool DoorDash uh, order guy and like I give the guys a Modelo. Sometimes I'll give them a beer when. Um, when they come or like, I'll just be like, Hey, thanks man. Like beer, giving the delivery guys a beer was always kind of my a little extra tip. But then I'm also like, I try and be like, kind of like cool and nice though. Now the beer thing is fired. That fired a couple weeks ago. Where I was like, Oh, Hey man. Cause you know, they drop the food and then yeah. and dip. I'm like, Oh, Hey man, I got a, a beer for it. And he's like, what kind? And I'm like, Modelo. He's like, not a Modelo guy. Yeah. I, I was like, all right, I'm done with the, the Modelos. <laughs> this, yeah. this week, 
the the guy he was delivering um and it was Mick J. <laughs> and so like I immediately was like uh when he answered, I was like, Oh man, I half expected it to be Mick Jagger and like the Stones were doing some kind of like funny uh <laughs> funny like promotion for like the new tour or something he just like looks at me and you can't see his mouth because he's got the mask on so he's just like sorry to disappoint and just uh. turns and walks away i was like all right oh, Jesus. i'm done yeah, man. Might as well just i'm just stop. gonna leave a sign leave the food and go fuck yourself yeah probably yeah, yeah. no 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 but longer like, our doordash like del- but like the guy the guy delivering like my fucking jenny's ice cream i have to treat like he's like a 9-11 first responder now like i don't know it's like sure but yeah, it'd where's be, the line? It'd be great if the next guy that delivers it's Burgess M. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it actually is him. He hasn't aged at all since oh, Grumpy Old Burgess Man. Meredith was the penguin in the in the Batman TV show. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, yeah. And he was in... But tw- even then, he was a thousand years old. Yeah, he was. Old, yeah. <laughs> You're so right. He was in a lot of TV. He was primarily a TV actor. By the way, the, the what was so cool about those old the old Batman uh, show was like Adam West was kind of out of shape, you know. And, like, oh, yeah. He had the tights on, and he was like, yeah. this, "He's like, all right, Robin, let's go see what's going on." <laughs> he lived up in Beecher Canyon. <laughs> he was just this like well, cocky, the guy, fat. The guy who made that show, directed it, or or, or was the EP on it, or whatever. I remember reading somewhere that like he didn't even like like comic books or anything, and just wanted to do this like campy like send up of it. Yeah. You know, it's like this revered thing, but he was kind of like. Well, it know, shows. Like, it shows. I mean, it our, shows. Batman Bros. Batman Bros. Though. Yeah. Bat, I bet Batman Bros. Hate that TV show because now it's this like really dark. Well, I was thinking thing. they yeah. should because they're always like, how do we redo? How do we like reinvent the series? If they went back to that vibe, and it was like it. a lazy Batman that like his outfit <laughs> yeah, kind of right, sucked, right. and yeah. he's like out of shape. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> It, yeah, it's like um, I'm trying to think who. Well, like I don't know. I guess Chris Delia is not going to be on that on the short list <laughs> no, right now. Like but uh, Kevin James. Yeah, yeah, just like a a guy who's kind of cursed into being Batman, and like everybody's like all excited about it, and it's just like and you bring he, back like the pow, and yeah, the bam, yeah. We go back. To I like love that Batman show. Mm-hmm. It was if great. Kevin James was the next Batman, that movie would make a trillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's Is he trying to like Be Get have like a serious career uh, Like is Kevin looking for his Oscar I don't, I don't think so Well it's one of those things Where it's like Cause you know agents are always like Well you know um, uh, uh, Seth Rogen He's looking for his Oscar And they're like oh, Okay well you know We've got some cool like Cancer buddy comedies And stuff like mm-hmm. that We can pump him into But it's like The a- agents like uh, So Kevin James Is looking for his Oscar And like the studios Are just like hey, l- Listen uh, Listen uh, He's gonna be looking For a long time Because <laughs> Or well, if, if he had happening. a movie come out this year, he might actually find one. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, like, we found your Oscar. It's Paul Blart three. It, it, it's like, no it, other it's movies like, are getting there. Yeah, he's just like a talking potato chip, and it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah he's right, the best, right. best, best, best actor, Kevin James. Talking and potato, potato chip. Potato, potato I went, chip. I went through a period of like when I was like really stressed out about like some work stuff or something for for like a couple months. Like something like there was something that was really every day was like grinding me down. I used to watch reruns of uh king of queens because it was the most innocuous like <laughs> like mild thing to put me to sleep mm-hmm. that had like that had no effect like i didn't care what happened if i didn't laugh at the jokes like it didn't matter to me and for that he had a lot of value yeah i can and see that, that show was on for a while that was a yeah. big show 
There yeah. was the last time I saw it, I was waiting for my car to get serviced at uh, Toyota Hollywood, and uh, it was an episode that would not fly anymore because there's a yeah, there's there's some stuff, there's definitely some stuff that that, that wouldn't fly anymore. I, I watched uh, Van I Wilder randomly watched Van Wilder last night. That that would be a tough one too. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I don't even know. I don't know what's gonna fly anymore. I, don't, I, I think, well, you know what? I think it's just comedy. Comedy is just gonna be tough now, which which I'm fine with because I don't even really like the comedies that come out. Yeah, that's true uh, at all. Right. I'll take whiplash over any fucking studio comedy that came yeah. out. By the way, so like I, we were trying to figure out like what the, you know, cause there's going to be so much cringy how COVID like fits into reality and like shows that, you know, people are doing and, uh, uh, some shows will get it right. Some will get it wrong. But like, what do you see? What angle do you see? A COVID, like the definitive COVID movie, being is it like a Catherine Bigelow, like they're look, go to like look for like Patient Zero in Wuhan, or like what is that? How, what's the angle even? Well, you be to that's doing the, a COVID you, movie. You, you uh, Contagion did everything. Yeah, Contagion basically felt like I was watching the COVID movie. There's the hand sanitizer, the stock market tanks, uh, mm-hmm. all everything. They're quarantined. They're wearing masks. You yeah. would have to make like the Patient Zero movie. Right. Literally at the end of at the end of uh, Contagion, it's a it's a bat that's eating something, drops it, and the pig eats it, and then the butcher gets it and spreads it to Gwyneth Paltrow. Like that, that's crazy. They did the COVID movie. Yeah, I don't know what the angle is now. It's either and also because if you were gonna do the COVID movie, it would be like a shittier Contagion that isn't as like it. You're, it would have to be like. Cocoon. There'd be like cocoon. It'd be like a way into like cocoon, but it's all these people at a retirement home dealing with like COVID nineteen. Basically, what you can't make is the COVID biopic because that it's contagion just did it. You can't do it. You, you got to find. I think patient zero. Maybe they'll do. You know, maybe like Ryan Murphy will get it right with like American crime story and doing like a Trump president. Yeah, maybe or like thing. Pixar will come out with bats. Yeah. Thinking, <laughs> well, like, well, curb your enthusiasm. Do... Curb your enthusiasm. We'll figure out a way to nail it. If there's one person that will be able to to pull off something that dark and demented, yeah. it will be Larry David. Yeah. Like how he did the, gonna... how he did the let's roll in yes. that one episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow I was like thinking about um, like when they do, when they look back at this year in a retrospective sort of like decade thing on CNN or where, whatever it will be on when, when we're looking back on it, is this going to be like the last year of a decade or the first year of a, of a, you know oh, what I mean? right, like, like did this, this close out a decade? The story yeah, it's always... Decade? I think it's the beginning of a 10-year nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> yeah, I would say this is... I would say that, yeah, 2020 is the beginning of of a decade, and we're, we're off to a really shaky start. Yeah, um, uh, off to a horrible start. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, the worst ever. Oh, I mean, yeah, this it's, this, it's literally like the king of Staten Island. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, like there's no good like movies, no good anything. Has there been like a great song released? No, oh, probably song, like the song from Trolls. I do like that song by the weekend. <laughs> like Trolls is literally going to be our like uh, for what it's worth, or like our fortunate son. <laughs> like it's the, the, whatever the Trolls song is is like all we have to look back on culture wise for like to define this moment. Tiger King, oh the Last Dance, yeah, um, great memes. Yeah, there there have been some, tons of there, podcasts. There have been some good 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 memes. Um, and a meme is going to win an Oscar for best picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, um, yeah, and this goes to uh, Camp Good Boy for the uh, <laughs> civil unrest for, uh, photographer starter pack. Yeah, or, or it's literally going to be like, and the best picture goes to 
Parasite. <laughs> just, just give it again. We're just going <laughs> to yeah. keep giving it, it to Parasite until anybody can top it. Yeah, totally. That would be great if, yeah, if he just comes back up again and takes the. Uh, yeah, takes that'd the be Oscar. cool if Best Picture became like a, uh, like a, like a championship belt. Yeah. Like someone had, someone had to make a better movie. Oh, that's interesting. Watch the Oscars. Right. And like, because so literally Parasite could keep winning. It's like, and for the fourth year in a row, Parasite is best picture. You know what would be kind of yeah. cool is if they, if they kind of took all the, let's say they, like they took all the Oscar winners from throughout the years and kind of like shuffled them all together. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what would, what would win between like, let's say you did Deer Hunter, uh, Sunset Boulevard, Titanic, Pulp Fiction, and you know, I don't know. JFK. Uh-huh. What would be the best one out of the like? I don't know. It's just a fun. Yo, like a fantasy, uh, a fantasy, Oscar, fantasy, fantasy Oscars, fantasy Oscars, yeah. movie, kind of, yeah, fantasy Oscars, yeah. And you get like a bunch of voters that maybe haven't seen any of those movies, yeah, like Out of Africa, Silence of the Lambs, Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, and like Jurassic Park, right? Or something, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Fantasy Oscars. Fantasy Oscars. See, I, it, all this sucks. Like, the people dying, things getting shut down, you have to wear a mask. It's all really annoying. But but when society gets flipped on its head, you find, it's like it just creates a new way mm-hmm. of, like, living and reacting to things and, like, fun little alternatives to do, like the Zooms. Yeah, and, man. Right. There, it, there's, I, uh, there's a fun aspect to it. I meditating. I lost 10 pounds. COVID's been great. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just at the expense of 120,000 uh, of, of our greatest Americans. I mean, shit, my, yeah. jeans, my jeans weren't fitting as well as they used to this past weekend. I was like, I, I got to get a jump rope. Yeah, I've, I've actually liked the slower down pace. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've just taking it, taking it slow, taking, just taking it one day at a time. Yeah. It's, you know what? It just feels good to laugh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good to laugh, bros. Oh man, yeah, those, those bros. Are, oh, you know what I could because there was a there was a thing. The, the worst was after nine eleven. Be respectful, bros. Because mm. like I was like, oh, I, yeah, man, I walked down to to Ground Zero last night because my uh, New York apartment was like a few blocks down. It's like this guy was like, I hope you were respectful. Well, what like, were you going to do? Take a piss on the no, ashes? No, I know. I was like, like, oh, yeah, that's what that's what I thought. Yeah, I was going to go, yeah, just take just a dump spit on, on it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? Uh, but I remember we had a call the first week, and there, like someone made a joke, and everyone was laughing, and this one guy was like, oh, it feels great to laugh. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, I was laughing my ass off when the, everything started. I mean, no, like, I'm not, you're not laughing at, like, the death, but, like, you can still laugh yeah. at yeah, shit. Yeah, I, I hate, like, when people have to always like uh you know qualify any kind of enjoyment of anything with a reminder that things are still bad like we get we know that things are bad you aren't a bad person for laughing once during the day and not saying out loud that things are bad yeah yeah exactly like it's okay to laugh when a bad things happen but you're not laughing at that but like you might it's like, oh, something really bad happened today, and then you're sitting on your, your couch at night, and Seinfeld's on. It's like, oh, fuck, this is great. Yeah. It's like, it's all, you're not breaking the law. It's, it's, it's not okay to sing John Lennon songs, though. That's, uh, that's not okay. It's also not yeah. okay, dude, those actors with their... Uh, oh, oh, the I, mean, I Take You Spot. So desperate for so desperate for attention. And that Aaron, Aaron Paul's was... They, they're oh. so sweaty and 
Oh, man. I, I actually, when it started, I was like, are they going to spoof? Are they spoofing one of these? And it was like, no. It was like, I feel bad for the, oh, by the way, uh, this is a Yellowstone yes. positive podcast. Oh, yeah. The new Yellowstone starts tonight. Oh, yes. Yeah. And by the way, the way they'll address COVID is literally being like, I ain't wearing a fucking mask. Well, I mean, ranch. they're up in Montana. I don't even think they have COVID up there. Yeah. Dude, Yellowstone's the shit. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, no, that thing was like every not so funny joke. Every it's like and like the the quivering lip. Oh, and, like, and Aaron I, Paul just hammed it. Up. It's like, dude, what are you doing? If he had just dropped a bitch, I wish he had. Yeah. <laughs> the best was I, I, was I think like, you sent that video of just like Aaron Paul at the end of uh, his "I Take Responsibility" clip was. You can't keep getting away with this <laughs> from Breaking Bad. But it's also like, did they? Did none of their agents see what happened the last time people tried to do Agents this? are just as checked out. I mean, they're, yeah. they live in a fantasy world just oh, as I much. I think this is a great idea, Aaron. Oh. Yeah. Because they want their client to be getting attention, too. I mean... Mm-hmm. Oh. No, well, that's the thing is, like, celebrities are really having a tough time right now. No, literally just sit in your mansion and just chill. Yeah. I, I just want to see one one of those I take responsibilities, but it's all the, the animated cast from Trolls. <laughs> uh, Trolls are getting a lot of love. <laughs> This is a trary God. <laughs> Troll positive <laughs> podcast. Yeah, um, man. Well, anyways, uh, we'll uh, uh, got. Uh, what you got? Uh, how much time we got left there? We got about two minutes. Two minutes. Let's give some Instagram shout outs. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, uh, let's go. Hey, let's give some shout outs to some uh, some people that have been with us for a sec. Hey, shout out, boy with Dram. Hey, shout out. Hope you're doing well. Shout yeah. out. Uh, hey, shout out, Paige Doris. Hey, shout out. Shout out. Hey, shout out, Haggard Five. Shout out. Shout out, guys. Shout out. Uh, hey, shout out to McLean Chick. Shout out, Amy. Oh, shout out. And uh, hey, shout out, A underscores Amoils. Uh, hey, shout out, Frollin in Rottenmayer. Shout out. Shout out. Hey, shout out, Stock Twits. Hey. It's a funny page. Shout out. Uh, hey, shout out, Don D. Cristofano. Shout out. Shout out. And uh, hey, shout out another loyal follower, loyal follower, Radical Kiba. Shout out. Shout out, guys. Thanks for supporting the page. Yeah, thanks for supporting shout the page. And shout out to the team behind Summer School. Still continues to be my favorite, one of my favorite movies. Yep. I love yeah. that movie so much. Shout out to uh, Burgess Meredith. And there's, yeah, yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> shout uh, out to Trolls. Big shout out yeah, to big Trolls. After uh, watching Summer School, there really wasn't anything that wouldn't fly today. I was pretty like, yeah, they keep it pretty... It's a pretty PC it would movie. Have, it would have been a problem if the one student who has a crush on him and wants to sleep with him, that's what she wants. Mm. Uh, and he did. That would have taken a, a dark turn. Oh, yeah. Turn. Chris Delia stars. Oh, by the way, it, it was really like, I bet like um, brands were fucking furious with that movie because he introduced people to, the, to like writing letters to a company and saying you're dissatisfied <laughs> yeah, with the product. Right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they get all those free sunglasses. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, the the oh, girl, yeah. the girl Denise, the the black girl in it, she has dyslexia. But I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe someone might, if that was out today, they'd be like, No, oh, no, yeah, no, no. I think yeah, I, I, you're going to be hard pressed to find a social justice warrior that's going to get a uh, go to a sign march for dyslexia. <laughs> True. Yeah. But no, I have to watch it. Like, you, pretty... I, like, and I totally get it because it's like you got the Black Lives Matter and then you see like a lot of like black trans lives matter and it's like totally important. I haven't seen any black dyslexic lives matter. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Yeah. That I think I think dyslexia is still pretty fair game in comedy. Well, we should just do a whole, dis, uh, whole dyslexic comedy. 
What is dyslexia? You can't read? You're just like, I think you see words like letters backwards. Oh, so they're marching. And they like march in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. The signs. You can't read the signs because the letters are all backwards because the person that wrote it has dyslexia. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's totally what it is. <laughs> we're, Ray, we're going there. It's going to happen. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, Jay, you got any, uh, any uh, last thoughts? Anything in your uh, little black book that you want to uh, discuss? <laughs> nope. <laughs> we covered it all. <laughs> no, this is uh, enjoyable as always, my friends. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, I love love uh, Zara. Shout episodes. out to Chat Boys. Yes, shout out to <laughs> Chat Boys. That was our um, basically shout out to ourselves because yeah, uh, the Camp Good Boy counselors, along with both uh, camp counselors, the homie Tad Moore and Jay Zaro. Uh, we had our little weekly and continue to, and I hope mm-hmm. it goes on forever because we actually had a joke that was, we make this joke where we're in the chat boys text chain where somebody doesn't respond. It's like, Jay, oh my God, <laughs> does someone have his wife's number? Like just went by the house. They said there was an ambulance there. So over. Good. And I realized that if we do chat boys into like the twilight of our lives, one day that joke will end with <laughs> you guys, Jay Zaro is Yeah, dead. no, totally. Dead. One of us is just gone. collapsed on the if the joke goes on a really long time and ends because I actually am dead, I, I, I want all of you guys to celebrate how awesome that actually is. Yeah, that it's kind of yeah. great. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also the, the the funeral will totally not be somber because that's literally like the speech you can tell. It'll be like we were on a chat boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we have hats too. Totally. Oh yeah, that was the best. This is what I love about Zoom culture. When you have like a strong Zoom bro who. Like uh, he, uh, the homie Tad Moore sent us <laughs> chat boys hats. And we have a little thing where someone writes something funny in the text. You write tee hee. And, and the chat boys hat is the chat boys with the emoji we use of the guy shouting. And then underneath in quotes, it says tee hee. It's, it's genius. Dude, COVID merch. I, <laughs> this yeah. is one of the great things about COVID, just being yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> If you're yeah. if you're weird, COVID's been great, dude. Uh, like. uh, your friends sending you merch from your Zoom club is uh, that's where I'm at in that's, life. That's, oh, what, yeah, that's what puts that's a smile on my yeah. merch. Yeah, that's level ten COVID behavior. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to the homie Tad Moore. Yeah. Shout out. Shout um, out. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see you in we'll, Chat we'll, Boys we'll, on Thursday night. <laughs> yeah. All right, cha- all right, Chat Boy. And uh, oh, th- this is where oh, this is where Burgess Meredith dies. He starts talking to him, and Burgess Meredith is on his couch, and he's just yeah, not responding. He's already dead. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's like a that's a good yeah. It's like that's having a, a conversation, to, uh, saying all the things, saying up. all the things you'd wish you'd said. Finally, confronting him and realize you're talking to a dead body. Yeah, he's. A, it's just one of those pop, pop. Oh yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's and they cut to the funeral. Hard hard cut to the funeral. Uh, yeah, uh, he's gone. Check the pulse. Yep, no more bacon for him. Oh man, he's gone. Uh, he had a good, he had a good run. Uh, I just saw his eyelid twitch. <laughs> he's not a very good actor, any, as as we thought he was. All right, we'll, All right, we'll see you next week with uh, right, Nick Scott. Okay, perfect. Political All right, we'll see you next week. All right, thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay.